0: Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Roger Roger. As always, I'm Derek. This is Charles here, guys. Super
1: excited to get into another episode of Book of Boba. No funny intros this time because well, it didn't just <laughs> it didn't seem right to be celebrating Boba's journey when this episode was so focused on another main character
0: called
1: it (laughs) you did did. I was like I don't know are you sure and then of course like the next day I'm watching the episode and it's all Mandalorian I'm like god damn! I didn't expect that much
0: to be fair I thought he was going to show up in the end to be like hey guys you know not the entire this was an episode of the Mandalorian (laughs) exactly
1: exactly and like I'm not complaining let's be real here
0: No, not at all. I missed him. You know, I haven't, uh, I've been waiting for season three, a little uh, teaser in there. I mean, it's a whole episode, basically. uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I know, it's a long, like,
1: 50-minute chunker. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to unpack in this one. Um, Speaking, like, of course, literally within the first seconds, they don't even, like, tease it that much. They show, like, a shadow of him for a second, but very unceremoniously, he's like, oh... This is a Mando episode everybody. <laughs> Woo! So it's like, oh yeah, we're in this one. You see the beskar spear hanging from his back, which is another great little uh flare that we all know from watching The Mandalorian, and it, the setting is interesting. I have to say this opening sequence uh, I was thinking like, man, this is particularly like violent and it's not gory, yeah. but it's more gory than anything that we've ever seen you know it's at a butcher he is shop a bounty hunter, you know yeah and he literally just like cuts a dude in half
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a, wild. what better setting than a butcher shop
1: i well he's literally butchering these guys yeah. for sure and the makeup on these guys is great too you know you could tell they did this scene big they got tons they of look guys really in good. full prosthetics yeah. yeah and they're able to emote and act really
0: well considering they got all that stuff on their face yeah that w- and the main guy, you know, he's like, that doesn't even look like me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> got a <laughs> chuckle out of me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. Your classic, like, mob scene, tough guy act, you know, good stuff.
2: That
1: yeah, and we
0: uh, we get to see the Darksaber in action yet again. Oh, yeah, you know, First I forgot that he
1: had the Darksaber. Mm, so when he took it out, I was that, like, yeah. ooh, this is... I see. I'd be reaching for that weapon too over the best car spear, let's be well, real. Well maybe
0: not. He's good with the spear. He is not good with the saber, as we see. Yeah. He sliced himself pretty good.
1: This was something I learned about the Dark Saber in this episode. Did we know beforehand that it can like if you try and fight it it weighs heavily on you like it you
0: know i'm not sure i haven't
1: I mean heard i know that before. there's appearances in rebels of the dark saber it was in the clone wars a little bit uh which yeah. they just used it as a lightsaber you know because but it we is, never see
0: anybody but a, i think a jedi has it for a minute and um like bo-katan has it i don't think anybody besides a mandalorian or jedi would wielded and i think
1: it was wielded by a character in rebels for a short period but i have not seen rebels so i don't really know for sure but um yeah we get some like dark saber lore here which was all news to me it was kind of
0: fascinating Mm -hmm. yeah i wonder i mean i've never heard that about a normal lightsaber either if you if a non-force user tries to wield a lightsaber does it is it you know? Could so could you just pick it up and wave it around, or does it kind of fight you? I don't mm-hmm. know. I think this might be a thing just specific to the dark saber.
1: Yeah, it I definitely is. There's some mysticism around it that. Um... Makes it a unique weapon and you can see it as the fight goes on very quickly, way heavily on him and you could call that, I guess, a metaphor for his own identity crisis that he's going on, uh, separate from Boba's of where his allegiance lies and we'll get more into that right. as he returns to his to his sect you know the all two of them but in that we can't cut this short where he literally is like skewering people cutting them in half like
0: hey i mean if you have a they lightsaber, show it to go for it they show it
1: all <laughs> well lit like brutal yep. violence and i was like this is the closest thing we've gotten to r-rated star wars ever and I, i'm yeah, a fan it's up
0: there yeah true
1: like the bodies are smoking while they're being stabbed mm-hmm. it's like it's pretty wild and Uh, He does let
0: a bunch of guys go, though. He's like, hey, if you... He does,
1: yeah. You know,
0: just leave, bro.
1: (laughs) And it's... I, walk I love, around with a head too Yeah I love seeing him like get shot And stuff like that was such a fun Like Mandalorian thing he's always getting shot yeah. But he's got the best scar armor Sometimes when you watch the original movies And it's like they're escaping the Death Star And there's a million blasters going off And they never get hit it's like okay Like <laughs> that would be a hard thing They're like running across an open field And all these guys are shooting him and they're fine It's like no in, in this world In Mandalorian world you get shot a bunch of times You just have to have the right armor for it. So that was always fun to see. The poor guy gets shot more than anybody.
0: Yeah, he got, uh, you know, but like you said, the best guard, He kind of just walks it off nowadays. He doesn't even care. Yeah, it
1: doesn't even phase him. So like you said, he has this moment where he's like, hey, there's money back there. Like, it's all yours if you want it, you know. And then all these henchmen guys were like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, it's... Yeah, because he, he he cuts himself in the leg you know he is a professional even with the cut leg he was doing some pretty boss stuff but yeah. he cut himself with the dark saber and his wound is like sizzling and just continues to sizzle so that's not sound like that's not well like he has
0: fun. no training in like a sword you know especially I mean you know maybe a a sword or a spear but not a you know a lightsaber where if you nick yourself you're you know Yeah, but also
1: it's just super heavy. That's true. It's like he's fighting against against him. Yeah, or he's fighting it, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say. It's like uh, when you're not in sync with the Darksaber, it it works against you. Uh, That was kind of what the blacksmith was describing. And I think Mm -hmm. that was his problem more than like, not being not used being to vers- saber yeah. weapons, and he's carrying the guy's head
0: in the cloth, and the cloth is like dripping. It's yeah. pretty dark. It's like whoa, dude! <laughs> and he's what he ends up in like the casino area <laughs> or yeah. the club area, and it's like oh, it's a little out of place. But before we jump to that, like I really love the locations we see so far in this place. It's uh, kind of like the Halo world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's. Uh... <laughs>
1: Yeah, Master Chief's gonna make an appearance. <laughs> I
0: mean, they both got helmets; that they never it's, take off. It's
1: very true. Yeah, I wonder if Microsoft is sending around. a cease and desist to
0: these guys. <laughs> well, see, well, I never actually played the uh, the Halo series itself, but isn't the Halo like a weapon? Like, do you? Do I honestly, you
1: I've played halo and i don't even know what halo is i skipped the story yeah. i just want to shoot the aliens <laughs> like let's be yeah, real here halo lore minor, is not one of my favorites no, sorry halo my fans.
0: minor uh, uh, minor lore knowledge of that i think it's like a a weapon or a super weapon or something or i like don't a think it's legitimately connector.
1: like an urban planet where yeah. daylight and you know, nighttime just overlap and you can see this you can see space uh, it's just like no atmosphere. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's like a it's like a floating ring space station. And a lot of it looks like models, which was awesome. It looked really good. And you it, can see it, it in like the background when he's walking around. You saw it from those big shots. And they did that, you know, what we've seen a couple of times where they do CGI plus model work. Where yeah. Like a ship pulls up and it's spinning around. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It looks great. So I just wanted to. Yeah, look it looks awesome. We, and it's uh, so nice interior. to get
1: outside of. Uh... Tatooine, you know it's just a good it's cheaper
0: to film in the desert
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know it's nice that we go other places in this you know Mm -hmm. extra big galaxy what's interesting is that this whole sequence appears to be one shot you know it's probably not but um i think these moments are like when he goes in the elevator and then leaves the elevator Like, i have to wonder like did they make digital cuts or is he actually like going on a platform that's like rotating as they swap sets out? Because hmm. if it's all practical and it's all shot in one shot, he goes in the elevator, he comes out and it's the bar, he leaves the bar, he goes in the elevator again, he comes out and it's like the basement. so And it's all one cut. And if that's all practical, which it appears to be, then they must have... Like, when he gets in the elevator, like, move him around or rotate the set or something so
0: that he leaves and he is, I, I don't know, I was thinking about that. I was like, how did they do that? <laughs> I didn't notice that right away now that you met, but I, you know, remember it now that you It's say worth
1: it. watching just to be like, how did they do this? You know, we got to get uh, Joel in here, our movie mm-hmm. industry guy, to tell us how they did it. But
0: For um, a TV show to do that, I have to imagine there are digital cuts in there that we just don't we're not able to see if but there if was a tv show that was cool. going
1: to do it it would be yeah um, that's true it would be this one but i'll, yeah. I'll have to do that's some research on that yeah. because in between all those elevator rides we meet this like mob boss per or i don't know who this is but the person that like set up the bounty she's like this beaked alien lady yeah and they're like Sit and enjoy a meal with us. Come on, and he's like, "No, I'm
0: out of here." You know, he's like, "My leg is bacon. I gotta get out (laughs) of (laughs) here."
1: I know he he's, but he's no BS. You know, very very much like our friend Boba, where he's gotta just run where he's going, get the information he needs, keep moving. He's not one Mm -hmm. for all these like all this wordplay and scheming and. He knows when he's out and he's done, you know, they're like, try to get him in with another job and he's like, nah, no thanks. So he leaves and yeah, it's all one shot. I mean, I really do think this was one shot practical set changes, but I don't know for sure I'm trying well to... the
0: elevator could easily be faked because as long as they're moving the sets around him they could just throw up a green screen behind him and yeah. that's you know the movement of the elevator he's actually staying yeah put. or
1: they have that screen technology where they
0: yeah um, show the yeah, whatever the modern equivalent is yeah but uh yeah that would be interesting it would be worth looking into and you know i love how he drops the head down and he's like you better put that on ice yeah <laughs> i'm like what are you one-liners yeah, now
1: I also, yeah, but he's also, it's kind of has a double meaning because she's like, I have another job for you. And then he plops the head on the table and says, I'd put that on ice, being like, I wouldn't be asking me for another bounty anytime soon, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, like, that head's going to start smelling bad soon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also nice how, like, again, our main actor here, such an incredible job as Mando, and you see him, like... Hiding the pain versus, like, allowing to feel the pain when he's alone, you know, on yeah, his leg. The Like, limb. really great, you know, very, like, the subtleties of the performance in these scenes, I, I really like him. You know, Pedro Pascal, I, I gotta shout him out there for just uh, for sure. another fantastic performance for someone that cannot emote. Uh, he's wearing a helmet, you know, it's all in the body language, and it's just fun watching him walk around and and... Like no one to hide his pain, no one to allow him to show right. a little pain. And, you know, we're we're taken to the basement of the Halo planet mm-hmm. and he's following these invisible ink signs to our good friend, the blacksmith I'm...
0: Yeah, this was a. I like you know. We've seen him use his, like you know. Maybe it's thermal. Not really sure. But we see we've mm. seen him use that before. But I don't think we've seen him um, like decode like a little sign, a little path, which is cool. And then he almost slips down his ladder. And then like you yeah. said, blacksmith and uh, and the one other guy that survived. Yeah. I thought more of them made it out. That's pretty rough. I know the fact that there's only two is pretty yeah. dire
1: for them. So. His wound, still sizzling, is getting treated, mm-hmm. which, you know, is kind of gross. Um, <laughs> but they were talking about how there were only, there's three of them now, and they're glad to see each other. And man, the blacksmith, this next thing to me is so long of her talking, 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 talking. And I didn't I guess mind it. I... I, I I'm on the the fence about it because this whole look this whole episode and this is I think a lot of people's takeaway about this episode it's very lore heavy and lots of exposition and I know a lot of fans are gonna like that but for me even as a loving Star Wars fan that it is it was a bit much. I mean, I'm not going to say that it was bad or it should have been different or anything. Like, it's Star Wars. People are here for the lore, but I feel like it runs the risk of being a little too nerdy for some if that's even possible for um <laughs> some Star Wars
0: fans out eh, there. I, I have to know. disagree. I I found we'll get to it later in the episode. There was a point where I was like, "What is happening?" But right now it's not it. The, this I think everything in the secret society area, I think was well done. I wouldn't have changed anything. I enjoyed all of it. Really. I didn't even think of that. It was, you know, how I long it actually like, was in the exposition.
1: I was thinking while I was watching and I was like, man, she's talking and she's talking in a particular way that like very monologuey, flowery way of talking. Where you're like, okay, this is a bit over the top, even mm. for me. But, um, You know what's his name? Paz Vizsla, Pal Vizsla, something like that. The other Mandalorian. You know he's coveting the dark saber. She's talking about the dark saber.
0: Um, Well, speaking of body language, like they cut to him for a quarter of a second, his helmet, and I was like, oh, he wants it. Like, and he—he's another one who, you know for a quarter of a second looking at his helmet and he like turned his head a little and you totally understood what that look was, even though there was no look. That's another good job where I was like, I immediately got that. And yeah, uh, yeah. it's
1: fascinating to watch these guys perform and like how you read what's going on in the scene when you can't see their eyes or their face. Right. And it's like, you know, so she's actually she actually activates the the dark saber and is holding it, and she's like, um, you know, she says stuff like, "It is said one warrior will defeat twenty, and the multitudes will fall before
0: it." And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> well, you know, they're like religious crazies. They, you know, they have their whole prophecy thing going on. Like, it shouldn't right. be surprising.
1: Well, they're also saying this bit about how it's important that it's won in combat. And this we knew. And this is why it weighs heavy on um, our pal Mando here. Because he doesn't really want it. But he did technically win it in combat. And he's not about to be defeated in combat by one of these people, as we've seen, in order to lose it. So it's this weird, fine line of like... Not wanting that much attention and and responsibility and that much commitment to the Mandalorian
0: way, I guess you could say. Well, I think he's fine with the commitment. I just don't think he wants to be in charge. I think he's like, hey, if I could go help, if I can find young, uh, not younglings, foundlings, and I can do my part for my, um, Mm -hmm. not family, but my sect, my group, uh, the people I associate with, that's all he wants to do. He kind of just wants to be there and Mm -hmm. do his part. He doesn't want to be in charge, but he may have that mantle thrust upon him because he has the Darksaber and he won't let himself lose because that's not, you know, that's not the way. Mm -hmm. It is not the way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I mean, there
1: are some parallels to like his torn ties between Grogu and the blacksmith lady and the whole sect, like, there's
0: parallels there. But well, we have uh, a whole interesting development out of the, kind of the lore dump we get, mm-hmm. where, um so the sect and Mando consider Grogu a foundling. Yet he mm-hmm. could, you know, when there's only ten of everybody left, they kind of, you know, go by... You know race i guess so now G- G- grogu's a jedi even though he's not really a jedi you know he's a f- so you know what i mean right right they kind of lump everybody together so grogu's a jedi but he's also a foundling which is a very uh which is exactly what they say the person who made the darksaber the dark was another vizsla mandalorian yeah. jedi so.
1: was a mandalorian right. jedi combo yep So
0: we could easily, that may, the first one in a thousand years could be Grogu because they consider him a foundling, which is, I didn't think they did, but that's interesting. You know? Yes. So that could be down the line, uh, uh, you know, Mandalorian season five or something. Um, (laughs) And I thought that was pretty cool because I didn't think we ever knew where the Darksaber came from. And I knew it was uh, a, I thought it was more of a weapon to fight the Jedi, not, a weapon of the Jedi, which is interesting. It is,
1: and yeah, it's, it's. I'm curious to learn more about it, see where it goes. I mean, Mando's set up to go after Grogu again. Uh, oh yeah, so that's interesting. But rip for the now. Spear we... though, damn. Yeah, <laughs> I know. She, like that's to tough. me, the logic was a bit shaky. It's like, oh, the spear can pierce Beskar armor, so. Uh, it can put all three of us at risk and uh, it has to go. You're like, okay.
0: It was, but I think that was one reason, but I think the main reason was, again, in their. Then why didn't they is, destroy the Darksaber? Because that's not the way. Beskar, the way is, Beskar has to be made for armor and armor only. Yes. That's, and that's the way. The Dark so Darksaber prof-
1: is part of prophecy now, is right. like people leading Mandalorian And it's not so. made
0: from Beskar. So. Yeah, Mandalorian Steers meant for armor, not weapons, so it's got to go. So that sucks because that was cool. And man, you even saw Mando. He was like, shit, I don't want That's <laughs> I mean, my he jam. Did, I don't he want it. He didn't to really
1: that. hesitate when he gave it up. No, know? but
0: he gave – there was a look. He didn't – he wasn't <laughs> happy about it. And he was like, all right, melt this stuff down, make it for younglings. Uh, uh, he was brownlings.
1: being a good boy. He gave it up. Yeah. You know. Um, um, but – And then th- he – I think, for Grogu, which is cool. I think they made, like, a Mithril vest for him.
0: <laughs> That's what it sounds like in his little Yoda pouch. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah I can't
1: believe she wrapped it like a Yoda head. It's like, really, the blacksmith did that? That's an interesting yeah. touch. <laughs>
0: hey, she's um, an artist. She's very good at um, fine designs and all of that. I, she can come up with a Yoda bow.
1: Hmm. And what's also interesting in these moments is... When she's forging the uh, Grogu Mithril, she's talking about Bo-Katan and how, yeah, she was born of a noble house, but she lost sight of the way. She was given the Darksaber. She didn't win it. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say it's her fault, but, you know, she didn't follow the way and now we're all doomed. So you tell me it was kind of her. See,
0: (laughs) I'm trying to remember how I thought she did win it or did because this is a clone wars episode this is a an arc in the clone wars i feel like there is that one crazy death watch guy the blonde guy who had it i feel like maybe obi-wan got it from him and then gave it to bo but i'm not sure this is um, like a this might be a rewatch according to
1: her she said uh bo katan is a cautionary tale because actually mendo and bo met in the yeah um, in the series right she once laid claim to rule mandalore okay we knew that based purely on blood and the sword you now possess Hmm. but it was gifted to her and not won by creed that's what the blacksmith claims she says it was gifted and not won her exact words whether she's right or not could be up for debate but if we're going to assume that she's right or if she's lying, that like that's a very interesting lie. You know, why would she not want Bo-Katan to uh, um, be in charge? Well,
0: she, she was against the Death Watch at one point, and um, yeah, but these guys aren't Death on? Watch. No, they're not. They're closer to Death Watch. than is is Bo-Katan just uh, Satine's sister, Obi Wan's flame? Yes,
1: yes. Yeah.
0: So they. Yeah. So she was kind of in line to be the ruler yes so that's definitely true
1: yes but yeah they question basically but because she didn't get the best guard i'm the, the the dark saber uh out of combat that was just another symptom of straying from the path and being crushed by the empire so in the night of a thousand tears that sounds pretty rough
0: well, we hear it mentioned a couple of times, but we actually get to see it now. <laughs> yeah,
1: very ter- it reminded me of Terminator, like the yeah. apocalypse scenes in Terminator, where all those robots marching around shooting people. All those robots that we recognize from um, Rogue One. Yeah, you're and then right. the probe the, droids uh, from uh, uh, Empire. b Mm-hmm. de only those that walked away escaped the curse. Okay. Interesting.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, that's. They were. uh, This sect of Mandalorians were on the moon somewhere, hanging out, and they got away, pretty much. Death Watch and the rest of the Mandalorians got basically nuked, pretty rough. And, uh, there are only a couple left. Just kind of like the Jedi. The, uh. <laughs> And then we hear, you know, we, uh, well, we'll get to that in a bit, but so after the exposition dump, a little lower, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. have, uh, blue guy trying to take back the dark saber, which he claims his ancestor made, which sounds sketchy. Well, they have
1: the same last name, Visla. They are related. Oh. Uh, that is canon. So that's, he's it's claiming like a thousand almost, years though. Like he's yeah. Yeah. He's a billion times removed, I'm sure, but he is claiming birthright, um, And is willing to, you know, he respects the creed. He's willing to fight for it. And uh, that's where it takes off. Then they have this little, they take off their um, jetpacks and they fight over empty space. I'm like, okay, geez, that's a bit hardcore.
0: Well, you know, there's no, like, stinger missiles. There's no flamethrowers. Yeah, I'm cool with no weapons. weapons, But
1: it's like, well, you're going to trip and fall and then that's
0: it. Well, if you trip and fall, then you're not good enough to wield a Darksaber. So in the beginning of the fight, we have, you know, Mando struggling. He eventually loses it. And I was thinking, just you should have dropped the Darksaber to start, let him try to pick it up, and he's going to... You know, basically, whoever was wielding the Darksaber was going to lose the fight, because neither of them know how to use it. So that was his downfall, was being greedy and grabbing it, and then he got, you know... Knifed in the kneecap or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, if he had just not taken the dark saber, and he would have won. Weapon, right, right. Because we did the. This was all foreshadowed in the training sequence between uh, between um, Mando and uh, the blacksmith, blacksmith here, yeah. where she's like, you know, you're not paying attention. You're fighting against the blade. It's gonna get heavier if you keep fighting it. You know. And he says also, it gets a heavier with lame each move time
0: too. To- Challenge him right after he's exhausted from training. Like, come on! Yeah.
1: What a jerk! I know. It's uh, he was obviously very uh, bullish and hot-headed, and not fit for the dark saber. You need a more sensitive soul like Mando to wield it responsibly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it'll become Grogu's
0: weapon. Oh, <laughs>
1: well, maybe that's because he point. doesn't want it. Well,
0: then he would have to fight. Yeah,
1: he'd have to defeat Mando in combat to yeah. get it. That's the issue.
0: Unless they just, you know, kind of ignore, like, give up. Well, he. Well, we'll get to this. So after the fight, and I have a little thought on this also. After the fight, they kind of go, okay, well, let's tally up the winners. And for some reason, I guess, just some old school dual status, they ask if they... Um, took off their helmet, and we find out, uh, everybody finds out Mando did, and he's like, well, now you're not a Mandalorian, that stinks, and he's obviously upset, because it's his whole life, <laughs> and he, he so Mandalorian Season 3, we have two plot points that we already know, he's gonna deliver the chainmail to Grogu, and he's gonna end up in the wreckage of Mandalore's minds to atone, so he can become a Mandalorian again, which is interesting. We have a little more lore there. And that's an
1: interesting parallel, right? Because we had our little theory before when we got to do the whole Tusken Raider lore dive a few episodes ago where Boba went on the Vision quest and found the tree. There's interesting parallels to be made here. We had talked at that time about the different religions all kind of branching out from the same philosophy of the Force, you know, Jedi have their sacred texts and things right. that are connected through nature. Um, the Tusken Raiders have this tree, and apparently the Mandalorians have this sea. You know? So it's, it's, it's like...
0: Mines. Was it a sea?
1: Oh, I thought it was. A, it was used to be a sea or something. I thought but, it used
0: to be mines, like where they mined for Beskar, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, well, I will have to fact check that. But. but like Earth, it's still nature, you know, it, it's it's all kind of, I get what you're playing at. Um, but one of the things that I was thinking is that, um, I believe they. somebody even said it, it might have been Mando, that um, they're describing the Jedi ways, and he's like, well, that's like the polar opposite of our ways. The Jedi are no attachment, we're all about family, you know, and they kind of go back and forth between why the two are different, but also why they're kind of similar. So... This is kind of one of the things that I've been saying. Now, it's not a Jedi Sith, Sith, Sith <laughs> mm-hmm. thing or, um, you know, dark side, light side thing. But if you yin-yang, this is the way, and the Jedi Creed, you basically have a very nice philosophy. It's yeah. neither – it's not one – you know, too far on either side. It's kind of what you want. And I that would be a really nice way of – Kind of coming up with the next age of Jedi because obviously Luke's school failed, but maybe Grogu's school or whatever branch this is—if they're mm-hmm. Ahsoka's and Grogu's school—you know, maybe that's kind of a new thing. It's kind of yeah, associating well, I mean, the two together. Doesn't this sound
1: familiar? You have a super traditionalist fundamentalist. Religion, borderline cult that abducts young people, very rigid structure makes it hard
0: to have interpersonal relationships. And all born well, they're all they're more about the interpersonal relationships. They, I think, once the Mandalorian, you you can't take your helmet off, you can't look at your buddy. Face to face, without having
1: to atone. By the way, in the living waters beneath the mines of Mandalore, <laughs> so it's not a sea, and it wasn't really it? in yeah, the mines. Yeah, it's Beskar beneath the mines.
0: It's the that doesn't sound good.
1: The living waters. Yeah, the living. I don't know if li- waters. You know, makes it think that it's not lava, but maybe it is. I don't know. It's I don't a metaphor. know.
0: No, I'm like not lava, but molten Beskar. It's like silvery, flowing. <laughs> That's true. That could be cool. I think it's going to
1: be some another Force visiony kind of place, you know. I, I think what we're learning more and more about the Force as it expands outside of just what we know about the Jedi is that there is this greater tune to the Force that other species, religions, sex have their own ways of expressing and uh, right, and
0: they may not consider it the Force, but it's all the same. Yeah, move. there's a greater yeah. just
1: natural appreciation of energy and coexistence mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not just the Jedi. And so that's kind of a fascinating um little tidbit and this only to me further supports that theory of like hey, we're all they're all connected to the force yeah. and it has
0: heavily influenced their culture and their religion. And well, we... speaking of Grogu, yeah, who's the first person to say that? Yoda. You know, <laughs> it's you know we the force is in everything. It's in this rock. It's in this plant. It's in and if the, you know, the one of the... they're in all things. <laughs> well, yeah, <I'd... laughs> but um, I think that would be a kind of a cool merging of all of these series. Is that everything is the force, and if you mm-hmm. pay attention, it's there. And you know, we might see that even in um, uh, Mandalore, and they were totally against the Jedi, which is why I'm thinking maybe. Grogu and Mando kind of don't go with the Jedi, he doesn't become a Mandalorian again and they kind of find their own way and that would be something, you know, with Ahsoka you know, lining up there who kind of is in the same boat as them
1: Yeah, it's true I mean, I think this idea of somehow realizing that you love people and that's causing you to compromise a little bit on these idealist things that you were involved in is um a common message and i think there's some compromise in there that some of these characters are going to go on and i think that these religions these sects, will be that much better for the changes i think that's going to be kind of the point it's like yeah. hey you know if jedis could just um form a few attachments you know like maybe they'll right. be more ad- adjusted like you know maybe if they embrace some of these strong feelings that are associated with the dark side maybe they could be um stronger for that too instead of crazy yeah maybe this crazy (laughs) mandalorian sect instead of just casting out one of only three left they actually just were able to accept him and you know those kinds of things it's like maybe there is some compromise that can be made but before we move on from these scenes and we leave the halo planet There was a big chatter on Reddit. I even saw it creep into our all territory about the identity of the blacksmith. Um, It was a post like, who do you think she is? And I don't know, just thought it might be fun to mention because we did chat about it privately with with Jacob and in our little uh, show discord, but I just don't. Think she's anybody? Some people think the fact that she has
0: horns is a clue that she has bad no. intent or stuff like this. But reading way too much into it, I'm, I agree with you. She is she's nobody, because no. this as far we don't know how far back this sect of Mandalorians um, doesn't take off their helmet. So. She would have to, if she was somebody of note that came up with this, you know, to hide her identity, she would have to be like a founder of this ideology, this sect, which one, it doesn't really make sense, and two, we don't really know any other Mandalorians. I mean, she could be a foundling, and then she joins this group because she doesn't want to give her. Oh, that she was a foundling? Okay, so she's a foundling that has been hiding her face the entire time so we wouldn't know who she is anyway. So I don't think there's a logical like surprise. You know what I mean? No, I, I think there's a lot of
1: knowledge and privilege that comes from being the blacksmith in this culture um, where everything is around armor. If you're the armorer, I think that makes you, I think that gives you access to a lot of maybe privileged information. And that's why she knows so much, but she's way too committed and is sacrificed Right. way too much to be anything other than a fully raised <laughs> it's like <up>. yeah.
0: zionist <laughs> did you read characters. any guesses as like what were the top yeah
1: some were like oh the horns are a dead giveaway that she's like in line with maul somehow and it's like yeah yeah
0: i was gonna darth maul's daughter <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah some people were trying to connect her to um what are they called the Mothers, the Night Sisters, uh, the Night Sisters? No, but it's like, ee. and again, that's another s- sect that is in tune with the Force in their own uh, way too. I don't know if <laughs> no, See, they're a bit magic more spooky. Might
0: not, magic might not be the Force; they claim it's not. At least the Night Sisters do. So, but again, that could just be an interpretation of using the same type of power. Mm-hmm. We don't know, but right, but we our um,
1: team, she is the blacksmith, and that's kind of the start and end to her. yeah, and uh, I don't think there's gonna be any reveal that she had any kind of malicious intent or that she's been lying or anything like that. No, I don't because everything think she says is true be so far pretty firm in her stance, and that might cause her to you know, push our buddy the Mandalorian one way or the other. But um, I don't think she's
0: actually evil.
1: I just think she's v- like she hasn't done anything to bad. To I yeah. don't
0: think. Where are people coming up with this evil thing? That's crazy. Uh, I think you're right. She's just like the leader of this religious cult, and she is very stern in her ways. And she, you know, she wants to help within her means, and she yep. does. She's mm-hmm. been. She hasn't lied. She hasn't done anything crazy so far. And she's crafted but all this. Yeah. All this so armor. Yeah, especially for foundlings, she's been, I don't know, I think she's been a good, like, matriarch so far. She's been far.
1: carrying all that blacksmith gear around. Yeah, <laughs> Somehow and that she whole toolie? To like, Lee. I don't know how she yeah. got out with that. Like, good for I her. I don't know. Like, she all these guys couldn't get out, but she's got her whole toolkit still. <laughs> right. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, maybe she is evil. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No way yeah, she could have she's smuggled that out. Hey, Darth Maul's world. daughter. Yeah. She's got, uh. She's a sister stars. confirmed. Yeah so yep, there you go but, uh, i yeah. do like though that even in this world where technology has advanced so far and there's interspace travel that there's still religious persecution in the tsa and <laughs> that checking bags <laughs> is still flipping annoying we haven't
0: solved I, that problem yet that it that was very meta and it was very funny i enjoyed it's that like, bit but i was losing my mind during that scene because he put everything in there and he was yeah. like i know all of these things and he's <laughs> Yeah. So I thought that was going to be a cop out, like really lame way of saying, "Oh, we lost the lightsaber. Somebody stole it." But that was just a bait and switch to like, yeah, they really to, like,
1: had me thinking, like, are they really gonna have him where he has no weapons at uh, Tatooine because yeah. TSA lost I was his like, luggage? What is this, a Metroid <laughs> game? Like, come on. <laughs> right. So he's riding Star Tours, which uh, is always fun. <laughs> his trip wasn't as exciting as mine last time I rode Star Tours, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I fought for the rebellion in my trip. He, he just go. sat there, so um, yeah, he puts Waving it in all kits. in there. Good for them for not losing it. I thought I was half convinced that all his weapons were going to be missing.
0: I was a hun I thought just the dark saber was going to be missing. I'm like, all of this, and you pull this nonsense, but they didn't. It was it was just a yep. bait and switch. Yep.
1: So he, you funny. know, encounters this Greedo-looking kid, and that makes him yep. just miss um grogu blah 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 now he's in tatooine he's got the luggage everything's there all it's funny that he's also
0: taking public transport <laughs> it's yeah like, well that's why he's like man i gotta get my own ship <laughs> it's just it's just a funny look he's like yeah. sitting there in full armor with the jetpack and <laughs> weapons and he's just like damn it <laughs> oh and then i just wanted to mention so this is a, another scene that i really like before we move past it this is um Another example of meshing CGI and practical effects when the ship pulls up on the halo, you totally can see it's a model, and then nice. the ship is CGI and it looks so cool. It's 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 like really beautiful, which is something I really like to see. Yeah, it I thought they really nailed so the well.
1: aesthetic of the halo yeah. planet. I wouldn't mind seeing more of that. Yeah. What we're cut to now is our mechanic on Tatooine. I'm forgetting her name. But she's trying to shoot womp rats. Which, oh, yeah. She gets w- <laughs>
0: taken down.
1: She's about to get That eaten. scene was kind of silly looking to me where she's like Aah! on the floor yeah. like Jaws style for a little bit too long. And that scene should have been half as long as it was, if you ask me. But I'll give you that. But she's doing like that party trick where she's like pretending to be in an elevator or something yeah. or the stairs and you're like okay it's actually kind of lame <laughs> 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 like you just showed me this beautiful halo planet now you have this woman pretending to be yeah like I don't walk even down know the what stairs I'm... behind the couch yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know what they're exp- like i don't know it's it's weird so it's a...
0: what did you think was under the the curtain before they pulled it off and it was a Nebu starfighter I did you have any honestly, guesses? I
1: thought it was a pod racer. Like, that's for what I sure. thought. <laughs> I thought those
0: were twin pod race engines and he was gonna be driving around in like a retrofitted fitted starfighter out of a pod racer, and I was like, that's actually really I cool. was like, <laughs> can a
1: pod racer like fly and go yeah. into space? Like that's what I thought we were looking at. Um But
0: That's exactly yeah, that's my thought. I thought they were gonna come up with like I thought they were gonna do exactly what they did with the the Naboo Starfighter with a pod racer kind of like make it a whole new thing so I was you know but I had the ship wrong I would never have guessed um, a Naboo Starfighter though um, but I'm kind of glad they did I, I've always loved the look of these I
1: know. You know when I saw them working on it I was like I think Dirk would actually be really into this because you've always yep. been a fan of the ships and especially that episode one Naboo Starfighter N- and, and
0: yeah all of the Naboo ships actually um um the, what's her name? Uh, Padme's Padme? ships is really cool. Darth uh, Maul's, like, it's not an interceptor, it's something very ominously named, but it's something like that. His ship is really cool. All the ships from the episode one were really good. Right. And I'm, so I'm glad to see this getting a little love, especially uh, after so long. Odd that it made it to Tatooine, though.
1: Uh, yeah, I wonder whose it was. You have to wonder if it was ridden by Padme or Sheev or Anakin or someone Obi-Wan could have been
0: just a, a pilot owned AWOL during could, the invasion yeah. of Naboo you know he's like bye or it
1: could have been smuggled here from somewhere else you know mm-hmm. could have never actually been deserted here but yep it's an N1 starfighter handmade for the Royal Guard commissioned personally by the Queen of Naboo Way back in the day,
0: handmade so. is also bold. I like how she was going full car salesman here, yeah. and she's like, These parts are handmade. I'm like, No, nothing's handmade, yeah. <laughs> you're so full of it. But I like, I really like that scene. It was,
1: like, <laughs> and she's like, You want the stuff. credits back? He's like, Yes, yes, I do. This thing sucks, <laughs> right? And then she's like, okay, then she's like Let's see your like, whatever, do this. And he's like, Hey, if you had one, I'd trade you right now, yeah. <laughs> you know. He's
0: like, I mean, to be fair, it's not very conducive towards bounty hunting. There is no room for bounties. No, it's (laughs) definitely
1: one of those, you know, that like subreddit shitty car mods. It's kind of like (laughs) shitty Naboo Starfighter mods. It's like, okay, uh, just give me a normal car, please. (laughs) I don't need all this weird stuff. Yeah. So
0: it does end up looking pretty sweet, though. I I think they they did a home run with this.
1: Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, this whole. 15 minute sequence is just so they could geek out about Star Wars ships. You know, she's talking about all the parts and the history and they're replacing these parts and that parts and testing this and that they were really diving into the, the like, Talking shop about these right. ships. And I was like, okay, I mean, that, there's an audience for that, for sure.
0: Is there, though, people that know what the different parts of the ships are called? Or people that just like,
1: want to know more and like, yeah, like right. the ships and just want to see two people geek out over a ship, you know? it's
0: But that it's, would be, you know, I said this was my lore dump that could have been cut back a little I think going so far into the terminology of everything is a little bit much and it was also done in a very odd way like there was one scene where he's like yo check this out and Mando's like oh wizard I'm like, what oh, shit, is that was happening? really bizarre. I was like, "That's know, so but, lame." <laughs> but a lot, I think, a lot of the dialogue was a little cheesy here, and it could have been cut back. But you know what? Whatever. I, it, it really didn't take away from the episode. Yeah,
1: I think between all of this and then the exposition dump from Blacksmith, I was like, okay, like this episode could have reeled it in a little bit. Like, I'm all for giving these guys the creative freedom to write whatever they want. And it's been working really well in their favor this whole time. I, I just see the the Star Wars nerds in them getting a little bit too loose of a leash, too long of a leash in this episode. I have to
0: disagree about that's the fair. Part I don't think there was anything too long in that. Didn't it, didn't bore me. I didn't even it didn't even register that it was going on for as long as it did. It so was just kind of cheesy. Yeah,
1: it's like, and then they did this Mandalore for thousands of years. It's the but they're che- they're a bunch of cheesy
0: weirdos. That's their whole thing. Hey, I'm, you know,
1: I, I, I'm not like I
0: recognize. No I'm way. a minority here. Weirdos are going to do that. I get it.
1: Like I, uh, I I understand that my opinion is not the popular one, and that's okay. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's fair. I, you know, I think if any show was gonna geek out and nerd out, it would be Star Wars. And I did want to know more about this Mandalorian sect and their history, and I got that. Right. So it's not really a complaint. As much as it is, like, they're really letting their nerd flags fly more in this episode For than sure. any episode of The Mandalorian or Boba Fett to date, you know?
0: Absolutely. Although, and we get a little um, character development with Mando. He doesn't hate droids as much as he used to, which is interesting.
1: Yeah. Yep, he used to be very adamantly anti-droid, but, uh, and it's funny when the droids kind of keep their distance around him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he almost makes friends with the new droid, the little weird one, with, uh, it's not a pit droid. It's kind of like a just a, a there oh, droid. Oh,
1: if you've played um, Jedi Fallen Order, you'd know it's a BD droid. Oh. And BD-1 is like your Na'vi, you know, uh, from the gotcha. Code Zelda. He's the... Although he's not like go here, go there, he's but he like he's your map, he can do stuff to help you he platform walk around. around. You? Yeah, he stays on your shoulder the whole time and he can oh. like he can like give you health packets and he's if you want to see the map of where you are, he projects it. Holographs it yeah, yeah I can mm-hmm. see them. So cool. um he can do the thing where he just probes into the doors just, to open them yeah. magically, you know, he, he he's your companion throughout the whole game. So it was cool to see one of those. And, you know, we saw in The Bad Batch when they went to the shop planet. What was that planet's name? I'm forgetting. But um started with a B, I think. Remember when they've the old Republic Starfighter and they get in that fight with uh, Crosshair? Yes. So that's where that's where our character in Fallen Order starts. He's like a chop shop guy right. uh, on that planet and um, his adventure oh, kicks I off from that. there. I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. And that was right. actually the first time that planet was shown and was in the game. And then they have mm-hmm. really adopted a lot of those game elements into, into these shows, which is great. And so well, it was I fun to see a BD droid.
0: <laughs> I wonder if we're missing something from a game. Like, maybe that's how... The Nebu Starfighter ended up uh, there. Did uh, the protagonist from any of those games do that? Or maybe uh, Star, Star Wars Star Pod Killer? Racer? <laughs> <laughs> Not Nebu Starfighter. <laughs> um, no, but like, or Starkiller? Like, he could have brought one to Tatooine for some reason, or who knows? Who knows? Could have been. You know.
1: You know, we've been talking a lot about how this show has expanded the lore of a bunch of different races, Um, but perhaps the biggest revelation to date is that Jawas are furry. Did we know this? This is a revelation because our Tatooine mechanic here dated a Jawa. We have a personal (laughs) anecdote. I think she only mentioned it about 15 times. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So...
0: I don't know, yeah. it got a chuckle out of me. I liked it. I was like,
1: they're really letting this character, you know, go go nuts too. <laughs>
0: she's a weirdo too. Like very eccentric individual. Dialogue. Exactly.
1: Yep, so she's um she dated a Jawa and I don't wanna know why she knows they're furry. I don't wanna think about
0: that. You gotta take <laughs> but, off the cloak. Uh, once in a while, Charles. You know,
1: more power to her. Love is love is <laughs> beautiful. And,
0: um, I don't know if you can call Jawes beautiful, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, you know, it, 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 I support their right to be together, I think it's just great. And also, the subtitles say speaking Jawese, J A W E S. Yes, I, I knew that's what it was called. I was actually. like, Jawese, that's kind of funny. Yeah, so yes, we know they're furry, we know she's dated one. This. She said that about three times a piece. Well, that's how they fine. got the
0: hookup with all the parts, too. Yes. You know? She was like, I'm on the in crowd. Tell me what you want. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that whatever, you know, it's like the Jawas always have some weird connection somewhere to get something. <laughs> they always showed up. So that that made me laugh a little. I'm like, all right. So they are <laughs> all of these, the smuggling, all of the stealing is being um, put to good use every once in a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I don't know. This this episode had a it, it got a little humorous in these parts. A nice light touch, yep. which is like was this the same episode where he literally chopped the dude in half right? yeah. in a butcher Talk shop with <laughs> hanging corpses everywhere of dead animals. So yeah, it was uh, it's uh, it's it's interesting. So
0: yep. Well, eventually they finish up the starfighter, and we get to see a test run, um, which is pretty cool. The you know really looks 4k yeah they do a nice like
1: ship building montage oh the vapor manifold is missing oh you want to strangle the thrust capacitor you want to do this you want to do that i fabricated your input thingy you're gonna double your output coefficient it's like okay sure we are um and and i'll blow the shaft of my this and that and it's like that's why i'm reinforcing this and you're like okay guys like yeah Someone was nerding out a little too hard in the writer's room, but that's okay.
0: Right, and one thing I do have to say about Star Wars that kind of nags me a little bit is that everybody knows how to fix a ship. Yeah. Like, everybody knows everything about ships. I mean, she
1: is a a chop shop mechanic. Mando,
0: like, come on, like, Boba now knows everything about ships. Mando, I get Han Solo and Chewie. That's kind of their jam, but, like, These guys were raised on
1: ships. Boba had the slave one. He had the whatever, Seacrest whatever— the Seacrest, um, the, Ryan the Ryan Seacrest, the American Idol
0: sh- ship. But I'm. But every main character, like I think Ahsoka fixes ships too. Now, I mean, it's like a. It's a Ray
1: was able to right. divert the whatever in the exactly. Millennium
0: Falcon. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Everybody, like these, like think about how if you look, had it's to fix a science a car, fiction show with almost no still, science. If you had to <laughs> fix a car, <laughs> that's a good point. It's if a you had fantasy to fix a show. car. You would. You would be done. Yeah, it's like, so I, I drive a car a every day, but it's this like... This is a rocket that goes through <laughs> dimensions. And everybody's just like, oh, yeah, you tweak it with a, you know, goose hammer, and you're good to go. Like, all right, all right.
1: I just they heard of the power, and now we can go into hyperspace.
0: Right, so that is a little silly, but I've always thought that. And it's they, like, where'd know, they get they they a cryogenic
1: density booster combustor?
0: And Oh, that's my favorite. You gotta have one of those. That actually keeps the the... Your soda cold in the cup holder. <laughs> mm.
1: now, so they stole from the Pikes, huh? That's interesting. Yeah. Well, they're still around, I guess. And then she's like, "Oh, the Pikes do not mess around." Exposition, exposition, exposition. Yeah. Everyone's afraid of them. Law enforcement won't go near them. It's like cool anyway <laughs> right
0: we know that from the last four episodes yeah it's like I guess but, you, okay. it's
1: like let's not forget the plot for a second here well yeah
0: you got to remind every plus mando didn't know so i'll give him that but so we see uh the cool you know him opening up the engines tearing through we see a little uh homage to uh, the naboo race yes the they race. go through that like channel Death Canyon. The
1: yeah yeah the canyon yeah exactly so yeah, I think the ship looks cool, you know. I, I always loved that shiny silver ship in episode one yep. that was like looked like you know it just completely stood out on the, the desert, so I thought that was cool. And then this kind of reminded me of that. And you could see yeah, there's sure. a little spot for uh perhaps a baby Grogu, you never know maybe, where maybe. they took out the droid section. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, he takes for a test ride. He goes into space. Who does he run into? Gets pulled over by the fuzz. (laughs) Yeah, but it's the fuzz. Well, yeah, to be well before that, he He was planet.
0: Yeah, but he was like um, burning rubber right next to a bus. Like that's a little (laughs) close to be buzzing civilians. So he should have got. I'm fair. He he should have gotten pulled over. I'm fine with that. So, yeah. yeah, he meets the, a couple of... Uh, or maybe just one of the guys from the Ice Planet, right?
1: Yeah, one of them was the guy that he saved uh, back in the day. He's actually also a star in a TV show called Kim's Convenience. He's Kim, Mr. Cool. Kim. And oh, he's God. a huge Star Wars fan in real life. And then he got cast in that Mandalorian episode. And now here he is again.
0: They brought him back. Nice. They brought him so back. So, uh, if I remember correctly who saved who on the ice planet did mando i think save it was a little bit of mando? Both? both
1: i think he yeah. saved i think mando saved him first and I, that's why he's like cutting them loose now that's you know? what i kind of remember <laughs> because but like I you know sure. tit for tat situation right. He's like, yeah, hey, he's were like, you on that ice planet a little while back? He's like, I don't know. It could have been anybody. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so so he's yeah, like, what do you it's... want to do,
0: paperwork? <laughs> Just let and, him you know, go. Also,
1: you know who else was in Kim's Convenience is the guy who is the lead Grogu. in uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah, Grogu. Shang-Chi and uh, the Ten Rings, the main guy in that. Oh, cool. Was a main cast member in that show as well. Nice. So he was. he played Mr. Kim's son. So... There you oh, go, we'll little Disney, they're just poaching all these guys from this TV show. But, um, <laughs> yeah, fascinating stuff, you know. Relinquish your fight controls. Oh, I don't see a beacon. I don't see, you know, more nerd crap. It keeps going. No,
0: that wasn't nerd. That was like, oh, I, I didn't put this. <laughs> like, oh, I. it's like, oh, I forgot to put my license plates on, officer. Let me just, uh, I'll go take care of it right away. I'll do it right now. Don't worry about it. That was like Star Wars version of just getting pulled over which i thought was very funny and um they almost they didn't let him off um off the one guy the younger guy the rookie didn't mm-hmm. let him off he was going to be a stickler. yeah he's
1: you know, yeah the, but then he's like you you want to do the paperwork And your voice is mighty familiar did you used to fly a razor crest and that was yeah the, he knew who he was yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. plus yep. he could see him like he doesn't have any windows anymore <laughs> there's only one guy walking around like he's that. like you
1: have the wrong guy officer and
0: then he peels out in his uh so
1: uh he was talking about how that ship like appeared on some incident involving the empire like oh that ship came up on a scan somewhere else and
0: well, it might have been on the jailbreak because remember when uh, they team up with Bill Burr? Could it yeah. have been that?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, not the jailbreak—the second one, where they infiltrate, where the, he teams up with Bill Burr again and infiltrates. What's it called? Somewhere doing something. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was part of the cloning. Moff Gideon was there. I haven't. I. I, I haven't seen the second season as much as I've seen the first one forgive me. No. But I think that yeah, I think it was tagged and they knew something was up and it was uh that's true. For- just
1: more nerdy lore stuff, callbacks, this that, and the other. It was callbacks, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um it was cool. I love the shot of just the two X-wings floating outside Naboo while they're having like intercom chatter, yeah. you know, it was cool. It's like, "Should we go after him?" He's like, "You want to go back to base fill out reports all day?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> just a kid in his hot rod. leave him alone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, sir. And then they fly off, you know. and had some nice charm to it. And, yeah, he lands the ship. Who's waiting for him but Fennec Sand? It's like, I got a job for you. And he's like, anything for Boba. And then Gives the Finn. money back. Like, come
0: on, Mando. It's not like you're doing that good. Yeah, it's like, dude, you just, you just dropped really some good. mad
1: cash on a ship. And yeah. Boba will take care of him, you know.
0: No, I'm sure. But, I'm, you know, Boba couldn't be more loaded and Mando is definitely not. <laughs> so,
1: I don't know. I mean, he just got some fat stacks for taking on that bounty.
0: Did we see him get paid, though? Or did he get paid in information?
1: He got paid.
0: All right. All right. I, I thought, thought he, got paid he did. In information. Yeah. That's because he was trying to find the, uh, you know, the, where is the access hatch to the sub-level Halo ring? <laughs> so we could find oh, yeah. the uh, the old crew get the crew back together and then they uh, ditched him. <laughs> yep, they're getting the band back together. So, Mandalorian season 3, it's going to I'm saying we got the finale, they're going to end up in those waters of Mandalore. Early in the season, he is going to give Grogu his armor and I don't know, well, I guess we got to see Luke again and Luke says, "Yeah, he needs more um In real life training, some IRLs. But first, you know,
1: Boba's got to pay a visit to a little friend first. Are we going to get more Mando in the next episode? The episode has aired some of this recording, but I don't. We haven't watched it. At least I haven't.
0: I don't think. No, neither have I yet. But I think he's going to do his thing in the next episode or two, fighting the pikes. He's going to bounce. But he
1: said, I have to do a thing first. But first, I have to see a friend. That's what he said.
0: No, I don't think so. That is exactly what he said. He may have said that, but that's not what he meant. He's like, oh, I'm but first you.
1: I'm gonna do this, but first I'm gonna do what you said. <laughs> no.
0: He's this is what's gonna happen. He's going to To try and leave him. and then the pikes mm, mess up. I don't up. even it's think like, he's gonna try to
1: leave. Where are you going with our thrust capacitor you <laughs> scum? The Jawas ratted it, you yeah. out.
0: <laughs> that say they might. No, I think he's going to do his go thing team. with the pikes for two episodes. Um leave to go to Grogu. We're going to cut back. The last episode is going to be, you know, Boba wrapping up on Tatooine. And then the first episode of Mandalorian is going to pick up with him leaving Tatooine to go see Grogu. And then he's going to run into something and we'll see Grogu like on episode two or three. And then the end of the season, they're going to go to the waters of Mandalore and he's going to be like, you know what? I don't want to take the Creed again because these guys are idiots. And then... Grogu's going to be like making weird faces. Grogu is going to be there, you know, eating macaroons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I said I. I thought it would be funny if what he he spends, you know, who knows how much a chainmail Beskar suit is worth, even if it's small, but it's got to be a lot. Oh yeah, and, like me um, through. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty never much. Stop saying that. So he, uh, I was, I was like. When the armorer goes, what should I forge? He's like, oh, forge me a, another stupid little stick shift ball. <laughs> <laughs> Beskar. <Yeah. laughs> it's the most expensive stick shift ornament in the game. I bet or. he
1: still has it, doesn't he?
0: He could. I feel He's like he has gotta still have it to it. Grogu, right? Yeah. Oh,
1: did he? Oh, he did. He did. I think he did. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Grogu has and then, it. Yeah, that's my guess. So why would he make well, another we have,
0: one? Well, because it's made out of Beskar. It's symbolic.
1: Mm. That's true. But, that's true. Yeah,
0: I don't. Okay. But I don't think any of that's going to happen. But my real prediction was, I think, pretty spot on. I bet S- that's what we'll see. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm. Phew, I have no idea where this is going, honestly. Like, I feel like this whole show, what's interesting about the show is that it's not very plot driven. It's not even. I don't even know if I'd call it episodic. Like, the way the plot unfolds is kind of like.
0: What, Boba or Mando? Boba.
1: Like this show, yeah. including the Mando episode, it's just kind of all happening, and like there is this, prim- like this larger plot moving with some sort of like mob war stuff, but it's not happening. The season's yeah. almost over, and I'm not complaining. I'm en- I'm enjoying what we've watched. It's just kind of fascinating how this show treats its overarching plot it 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 makes you wonder where it's really gonna go because it's it's hard to it's hard to figure out really what the main conflict here is at this point it's the pikes i suppose
0: i think it's you know it's more of a this is what happened with boba fett and take it as you will you know Mm -hmm. it's not it's not really a story it's not a it's not about well it's a story that's what it is it's not like a a antagonist-driven drama, or it's not right. a adventure show. It's like this is the story. It's the book of Boba. It's a, literally a story. This is, a, you know, this is what it is. So you know, it's different. It's kind of it's something we really haven't seen. Right. You know, we you you usually get episodes. Um, we usually get tales.
1: episodic tales. Yeah. yeah. But
0: so it's different.
1: It, it, I'm I'm very fascinated this is just by a story. it. Yeah, I'm and I'm withholding any kind of real judgment until it ends, but I'm on board. You know, it's like yeah. we don't usually get this kind of storytelling in 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 these Star Wars shows. You know, so it's kind of a cross between Mandalorian and then like a. Mm, like a mini series it's where it's like it's kind yeah. of episodic it's kind of a mini series uh, we're learning about um the tuscan raiders okay forget about them um jow is a furry okay forget about them uh, here's the mandalorian okay forget about him it's like let's you know it's we're just getting a bunch of different spices in the in the mix spice. here the spice the spice Uh, Nothing will beat that Okay well that's it guys Chapter 5 now it's time to go watch Chapter 6 Out now You know we just always One of these days we'll catch up Yeah Uh, but um, overall loved seeing Mando back like man he stands on his own that character you think they wear pretty much the same armor like it's so funny how before the show aired and there was promo for the Mandalore and you're like oh it's a Boba Fett guy it was more about, about Boba Fett's. Yeah. But now it's like. It's about what? those Boba Fett's. <laughs> it's where Boba Fett's live. <laughs> it's, it's some red letter media. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> very cool. And that was like, yeah, very cool. That was like a year before the show where they just announced it. Yeah. It's a Boba Fett show. It takes place where Boba Fett's live. <laughs> so it's, and now the Mando's just so iconic. And yeah. so much his own character that he, he kind of steals the show, com- like totally eclipses Boba in these moments. He does, if you ask for me. sure.
0: He's, I think he's a, you know, I, I love um, Boba Fett. Boba's betrayal and all that. But Mando, you know, seeing Mando, you're like, nice. Yeah, More that, Mando. That's that is iconic
1: stuff. So felt good to see Mando back in action. And I love the R-rated <laughs> or PG, th- heavy PG-13 rated action stuff. Wouldn't mind seeing some more of that. Could do a little less yeah. of the shop talk, but I won't be knocking it. You know, I there's think an that, audience yeah, for it. No,
0: I, I think that was just this episode. There's something like I don't know what's going on specifically with like who's directing what or who's getting the, their hands on something. It's this is an odd series. Um, it's, but it's interesting, it's, yeah. But overall, it's working very well.
1: And yeah, we'll see where it goes. You know. And until then, guys, I, I think we've said it all. Eagerly yeah. awaiting to watch chapter six. And how many episodes did we say there was gonna be of this show? Four. (laughs) But how many are there actually I think think
0: we ended up on eight, but don't quote me. (laughs) God, one
1: of these days we'll get it right.
0: Don't quote me on that. I feel like somebody could have said nine or ten, but I feel like it's eight.
1: Uh yeah, I don't know for sure. Um Oh consists of seven on? episodes. Oh, okay that stinks. So we've got two more. Two more and one of them All airs right. today. We're a week away from the end times.
0: Finale. We're on the finale, basically. Everybody else is. Yeah.
1: Well, this will be fascinating stuff. We'll see where it goes. We will yeah, see. And uh, where it goes. check
0: us out next time when we talk about it. Yeah, that's right, right here on the Roger Roger.
2: Roger, the- Roger Roger. Roger Roger. We'll see you guys right now. Roger Roger. Roger Roger. Roger Roger. 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 Roger.